is Daniel R RPK correct or wrong from time to time? Because that's that's his uh, the jazz is what he's saying right now. Yeah, but when did he make that tweet? Hey, everybody, when did he put that tweet out? Nine hours ago. Okay, yeah. So, so the problem is it's been evolving, mm -hmm. and it, I'll be part of the news. But my understanding is that it's it's playing tomorrow between five to six five to six Pacific Standard Time, which would be eight to nine our time, and then midnight or one on the UK side. So that's maybe what he maybe just forgot to. to He's saying there are five separate trailers right now. Well, yeah. So we'll see. So hey, everybody. So, <coughs> ah. I don't know. We're, hey, we'll find out. welcome to the Heroes World Sidekick Show with John, who's just Captain Giggles down below. <laughs> that was your latest update on the Spider-Man uh, No Time to Home. What, what's it called now? <laughs> uh, no Way Too Home. Too Far From Home? Too Far From Home? Spider-Man, no Spider the harder he falls. <laughs> So oh man, yeah, that's, that's your latest was... update on the constant trailer watch. <laughs> trailer uh, <laughs> sightings. It's like it's like CNN trailer watch 2021. <laughs> um, What's up, everybody? I see Frazier, I see Lewis. Uh, what up, Sarah? Oh, here we go oh, again with Romper Room. Yeah, Romper Room. I was asking Rob last time, Stu, do you think they were just shouting out random names or do they do were they doing a uh, viewer uh, write-ins or something like that? I got nothing. I got he nothing. Even <laughs> Whoa! He I pulled a John Ho out of like 2020. <laughs> Holy moly. I got nothing. Um, hey, John, can I ask you a question? Are you allowed within 500 feet of a of a playground with that mustache? Or? No, I, I think they start banning you when, when you get to the handlebar point. Oh, really? <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, are you? Well, hey, listen, everybody. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for joining us. This is the Heroes World Sidekick Show. I am one of your co-hosts, uh, Rob Gadet, and with me is always is John O. And uh, we brought in special guests. He guest has today. nowhere to go. <laughs> oh, because he's <laughs> no way home. Uh, with our special uh, guest Stu Pay from the Heroes yeah, World Podcast. Stu Pay's lightning with the blam blams. So we, we had to bring him on. <laughs> I'm ready to um, drop my cult favorite Western. And I'm serious. To, when you want real clout about Westerns, you drop one movie and one movie only. And I'll be surprised if either of you can name that movie. Because it is okay, okay. one of the cult following Western movies of all time. Is it a recent one? Is it a recent movie? Like within the last 10 years? Okay. No, not not even close, my friend. I thought it was My brother gave me this, like, hey, show me the trailer. And I was like... I must watch this movie. I don't know what this is. I don't know what it does. We'll have to watch this movie. But we'll well we're going to find out from Stu what his favorite uh, Western movie, I guess, is of all is, time. Is it Posse with Mario Van Peebles? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We are talking Westerns with uh, The Harder They Fall, which is on Netflix. Hopefully you guys all got a chance to, to check it out on Netflix. Um, but before we jump into all that, we got stuff. What's going on in the store? Don't, don't, don't. Do that <laughs> don't don't egg him on by telling him that his porn stash looks good uh so john <laughs> i want you to kick off what's happening in the store man 
<laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks everybody for joining us as usual. Uh, so we are live every Monday at eight fifteen uh, at the moment. I don't know if that time is going to change anytime soon. Uh, <laughs> but that is the Sidekick Show, and I've got some new stuff. So all the new, all the new comics and everything get posted on our Instagram and Facebook uh, every Monday. Try to do it at nine or ten a.m. So if you check that out, we've got a whole bunch of new books posted there. But I figured I'd delve a little bit more into some of the hot toys because I showed off some of those last week, uh, and you guys thought it was pretty cool. So I brought some other pictures of some pre-orders that are going up. Um, so if you guys are interested in any of these items, definitely let me know. I won't mention exact pricing. I can give you an approximate price, um, but I won't exact mention exact pricing or exact drop dates. If you want that information, hit me up on the socials or whatever, and I can give you all that kind of information. So I did mention uh, this Black Widow figure, uh, the Yelena Bolovich or whatever you want to call her, uh, Florence Plew, uh or Pew, or what, what do you call her? Pew. Pew? Zach, Pew. Zach Graf's girlfriend. Pew, Pew. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it looks pretty good. I don't know what you guys think of this face sculpt. Does it does it look un, uncannily like her or or creepily? Yeah, like it's pretty her? good. It's pretty good. Uh, I think the photo on our left, which would be, is probably a lot more accurate than the one on the right. The one on the right seems very much rounder in her cheekbones than the other. But mm. what the hell do I know? Yeah, yeah, once you get to these kind of 3D figures and stuff like that, sometimes it's by whatever angle you're looking at it. So sometimes it might not look exactly like the celebrity, uh, but it's a pretty cool piece. These these figures are around like $300 unless you start getting into the crazy Iron Man stuff. Um, they, we did have some Star Wars stuff. Captain Vaughn, um, not familiar with these characters, but they look hella cool. We just got a whole bunch of the 501st uh, clone troopers in recently. Uh, and clone trooper Jesse, I'm not quite sure where this guy's from. Maybe Stu knows, uh, the Star, Star Wars expert. Rebels maybe or... No, he looks like Captain. That's, era, that's yeah. from the that's from the Star Wars version of uh, of Money and Made. It's uh, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. They they uh, are making they're, they're hitting all the swingers. They're hitting all the new kind of properties. So the Infinity uh, Ultron from the What If series that we did cover Ugh, in stupid. the regular podcast. Uh, it Dumb. looks hella cool though. It looks hella cool. Yeah, we no. weren't super happy with the conclusion of that. Uh, another company made this Homelander. Whoa. Um, can you guys tell it's made by not Hot Toys? Uh, yikes. Uh, I yeah. think it looks all right. I mean, I, the, the the big face sculpt looks a bit bizarre, but the other face sculpts look look really good. Yeah, so it's, it's not bad. This is another company called Star Ace. Um, it says it has a seamless body, which means you won't be able to see the joints. So that's always something that comes into question because sometimes they use these materials on mm -hmm. characters like Grimora and stuff like that on the female characters so that you don't see an elbow seam. But then these things kind of, uh, sometimes they degrade and start to crack apart and stuff like that. So that is a concern. I don't know how it's going to go with this figure, but it's interesting that they are making the boys... Uh, high-end collectible figures uh, and then i'm gonna quickly jump over to iron studios they're doing a whole bunch of the uh, marvel disney plus tv series stuff so we always talk about this stuff during the podcast and things like that so they are going to make a wanda and vision so these are uh mm. one quarter scale i believe uh so they got wow. vision here they got wanda hmm. uh, and then they jump down to one tenth scale Where, where's uh, the darcy with, with uh well, yeah hey man yeah i would love to see a darcy statue of some kind or hot toys that'd be kind of funny uh and then they are doing um john walker from the, uh, <laughs> they did him dirty Soldier. he already has a complex <laughs> and then they're like we're gonna make your statue one tenth scale <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, they usually do two they usually do two lines so the one quarter scale is considered the premium those ones you yeah. gonna pay around 1500 and up yeah. And then these one tenth scale actually sit on a sweet spot of around two hundred bucks or so, so it's not bad. Uh, I did want to throw this one out there from PC uh, uh, Pop Culture Collectibles, Pop yep. Culture Shop Collectibles. Uh, it's Ivan Drago, but I feel like it doesn't look like him at all. What do you guys think? Oh no! 
Uh, he looks yeah. like Guile from <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Street Fighter. Yeah, kind of. It, wow, cheekbones are off. It's, it's like a comic. It's like a comic book version of him. That's yeah. really surprising <clears throat> because they their sculpts on a lot of their other statues, especially like their Conan statue, was on par. It makes me wonder if maybe they didn't have the the likeness rights to Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, and he does come with a jacket that you can put on him. I don't know if he wears that in the movie. I still want to check out this crazy director's cut that dropped. Um, that cuts out the no, Robert, out. Rob's favorite. Yeah, Rob's favorite version of the movie, which is all the robot stuff, cuts all that out apparently, <laughs> and adds another forty minutes elsewhere. I don't know. That sounds bonkers. I don't know, Stu. Do you, do you have any insider information on this Rocky director's cut? Are you interested in Stallone? At I don't know what AG is now making a director's cut. I, I I'm not, but I'm gonna watch it nonetheless. Yeah, okay, uh, I so would totally watch it too. Like, It'll drop just, on. I just want to know because you know uh, I this they have a vision. Like I love Ridley Scott's version of Kingdom from Heaven. Uh, I think it's one of the mm -hmm. best movies. More time with with Ed Norton just being awesome is I'm all about that. But it can work work both ways where we get a longer Justice League miniseries, which. You know, sometimes it could be good or bad. Uh, and uh, we'll see what happens. Director's cuts can be hit or miss. Uh, there's a reason why they cut yeah. it down. But yeah, I, it was, it, it's, a, it's a tight movie. It's like you. a 90 minute movie. Why? <laughs> why? That, th listen, that director's cut is far better than the Joss Whedon cut. We don't even mention the Joss Whedon cut anymore. <laughs> oh, he's been canceled a long time ago. We don't talk about him. Just, yeah, you know, he, it, he just, he just faded yeah. into the darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, I remember you're right. Cody is from Clone Wars. He's an animated character in the comics. And then he, or Jesse, is part of that uh, clone trooper, Commander Jesse. So it's a 3D cartoon they rendered to uh, live action. Yeah. So, yeah. And then yeah. the last statue I'll show off is one of the higher end stuff. So this is Prime One Studio stuff. Um, this is Battle Angel Alita, um, the premium master line. So these statues will cost you maybe about 2K or so. Uh, but they're, really crazy i've seen i've had the pleasure of opening several of them for customers um and they are crazy if you're looking to step up your collection and have a real big centerpiece yeah. um, these are all things we can get so if you are goofing mm. around on the sideshow website uh hit me up and i can see what i can do for you these things are uh not cheap um but they are hella crazy looking um so that's all i wanted to drop for new releases coming in uh, not new releases, pre-orders that you can make through me uh, and all the new books, comics, and stuff like that are on the Instagram and the Facebook. And the brand new Magic set will come out this week as well, uh, Crimson Bow. Uh, so let me kick it to Rob to talk about some news. And uh, uh, thanks, Sue, for joining us. I don't know if we thanked you for joining us, but yeah. Thank you. No, no, don't thank me yet. Let's let's see what happens to the end. Hey, that battle, that Alita Battle Angel, I got to say, that movie wasn't that bad If uh, for those who hadn't seen it. I thought it was actually yeah. uh, decent. Uh, I didn't yeah, mind yes. it at all. Some of the some of the embargoed Cowboy Bebop uh, reviews are coming up, and they're saying Cowboy Bebop and Battle Angel, I guess, are the truest to anime. We'll see. Well, we'll we're going to do a review on that bad boy. Don't you yeah. worry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm so excited. We're doing a review on Bebop. Don't worry, on Friday or when it comes out. So don't you worry. It's going to happen. Oh, uh, boy. Um, You're, I'm in more pain than you, so don't worry about it. As someone who loves well, true. the series, I did see I'm, though that I'm the original ready. series is on Netflix. It is. They actually the dropped series. the the original. Yeah. Yeah, we told you, movie. Rob, you'll enjoy the crap out of it, the yeah. um, cartoon series, because it's everything you want. In it's it's every episode is different with a new type of sci-fi or western or comedy horror. There's no single thing about it that makes sense about it, and everything you had me at horror. 
The horror episode is a tremendous episode. Like, it's incredible. Horror like, or horror? <laughs> horror episode, and it's so good. It's like aliens. You'll, it, and it does. Oh, I didn't have a horror. No. Um, all right. Hey, uh, John and Stu. Um, not sure if you guys have seen the internet as of late, but there may be a big new trailer dropping tomorrow. Uh, but first, are you talking about the Taylor Swift album? Is oh my god, because uh, the 10 minute Taylor song. Can we, can we talk about Jake Gyllenhaal? Like, we can no. we talk about that. Uh, last Friday was Disney Day. Uh, and for our reactions, you can check out the Heroes World podcast that came out yesterday, where the three of us, the three amigos here, uh, huh. um, for those who watch Three Amigos, uh, we talked well, about you, it. Chevy. It's been a minute, it's been a minute. Uh, <laughs> Who's in Chevy, by the way, thank Steve you, Steve Martin. Steve Martin, uh, Chevy Chase, and um, uh, Steve. Um, oh my God, I can't believe I'm Buscemi? blanking Martin. on his name. <laughs> no, no, the other, no, uh, no. Anyways, Martin Short. Martin Short. Thank you, Steve. Steve yeah, Martin. Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Chevy Chase. Um, suffice oh, to boy. say, oh, uh, lots of stuff was announced. Thanks, at El Wapo. Disney Plus Day. Uh, no real meat on them bones. You know what I'm saying? Um, but here, I'm going to scratch it off this afternoon. Uh, some news came out that made me kind of scratch my head, guys. Uh, we've talked a lot on this podcast about our love, or maybe my love, of Lethal Weapon movies. <laughs> Last year, they announced Lethal Weapon 5 was being made. Um, but unfortunately, director Richard Donner, the great Dick Donner, passed away in July. And we kind of wondered, is that the end of the Lethal Weapon franchise? Are they not going to go forward? Because that's the one constant through all four of those movies where the Writer, director, the stars are all together. Uh, well, turns out, nope, in a new interview uh, from yesterday, I think, out in London, um, where Mel Gibson was hanging out, attending a play, he gave a, a, an interview and pretty much said uh, that he had a conversation with Richard Donner sometime in the summer before he had passed, and who had said, you know, and I'm paraphrasing, quote, kid, uh, if I kick the bucket, you got to direct this movie. Um, Gibson was like, yeah, no. Uh, but apparently, the studio, uh, the producers, and even Donner's widow, um, Lauren Schuler Donner, have all gone to him saying, that was Dick's wish uh, for you to direct this movie if something happens. So it looks like we are going at it with Lethal Weapon 5, and it looks like Mel Gibson is stepping into the director's is, is chair. Is Gibson a director? Like, is he, like... What? Are you serious, John? I want to punch you. What, what's he going for stop, directing? Stop, yeah, no, what's... stop the bit. Stop, stop the bit. Passion right of the Christ? Yep. And he won yeah. an Academy Award for directing. Okay. For, I know, I know. I, for Braveheart, bro. <laughs> oh, Braveheart. He directed Braveheart himself? Yeah. I've never he seen directed Braveheart, directed and starred in Braveheart. What? You haven't seen Braveheart? I haven't seen Braveheart. I worked at the video store, and it was two tapes. Yeah, and I was, it was like, too nah, much man. for you, right? <laughs> it was too much. Oh, yeah, my yeah. goodness. Now, gro grown up me now will probably appreciate it. But young me Don't was like, no, nah, man. the crap out of Braveheart, man. Wow. Yeah. I'm so disappointed in you. All right. Uh, last week, we talked about how Patty Jenkins' Star Wars movie Rogue Squadron was delayed indefinitely. Well, news has started to leak out last night that the supposed delay is due to some quote-unquote creative differences with Lucasfilm brass, uh, namely Kathleen Kennedy. Now, these quote-unquote creative differences are also to blame for the solo movie being removed from uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller when they were 90% done and then handed to Ron Howard, who uh, tanked the movie. Um, as well, the Game of Thrones showrunners Benioff and Weiss were supposed to be piling in a whole new trilogy, uh, but that's no longer happening because they left due to quote-unquote creative differences. And we can go as far back as Ryan Johnson, uh, who was Stu's favorite director of the new Star Wars trilogy, 
Um, uh, was he? Jedi. <laughs> he was supposed to also create a whole new trilogy aside from the Skywalker stuff, and he is no longer doing that because of let's make yes once again creative differences. So <laughs> these, these aren't the droids say, you're looking for. <laughs> that's right. Fair, well, now, news fair, if you name all the directors and the creative people that you just named, none of them have had any success since since the after they've all been dropped creatively. Like none of them have had anything. All of them did it at their peak. And then all of a sudden, never mind. Maybe this is what like maybe mistakes were made. Because even Wonder Woman 84, this is right before that. And now they're like, maybe we don't want to give this woman. Well, movie. it's funny you say that because today news came out that Kathleen Kennedy has just re-upped her contract as president of Lucasfilm for three years. And supposedly to combat this creative difference story, another story came out saying that Kathleen was not a fan of uh, Wonder Woman 84 and was like, you know what? I think we should just uh, go our separate ways. So who knows? I don't know. But, you know, many up and Weiss have made what since Game of Thrones? And they well, they've got that huge deal with Netflix, man. So who knows what, what what's, yeah. what's coming How many down the pipe from that? If we go through the list of those people that have a huge deal with Netflix, how many of them are still at Netflix? Like Shonda really Bridgerton. Like Shonda is the only person really doing stuff. Like they all signed these massive deals, and a lot of those folks that did it have left those deals. Yeah. So it's it's very curious to see, like you mentioned, you know, like Rain Johnson, like he did dives out. That was pretty much it. And he's like, you know what? Maybe I won't do sci-fi. I'll do something different. But none of them have really had massive hits since they've all kind of dodged that bullet. You know, Chloe Zhao is available. You know, she could do a Star Wars movie. You know, just put her, just, just log her in. It's funny that someone admitted that they didn't like Wonder Woman because I feel like everyone, like Gal Gadot, uh, <laughs> what's her name, Patty Jenkins, they've all just like glossed over it. They're like, yeah, it was great. It just didn't. Didn't do didn't well in the hit. box office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No one, no one. It was pandemic. Yeah. And with an interview in the Hollywood Reporter last week, my new favorite bestie, Henry Cavill, spoke about a lot of topics, including Witcher season two, which is out in just under a month on Netflix. His commitment to more Witcher seasons and his excitement at be it fan cast as the new James Bond, which I thought was an interesting choice. I would love to see him potentially step into that role, but he also touched uh, back on the comics world and said he would love to come back and play Superman again, uh, that there are so many more stories that he wants to tell, especially following the events of man of steel. He also talked about Marvel movies and the MCU and whether he would be open to jumping to the other side. Uh, and he commented that the only character he would like to play if given the opportunity is captain Britain. So John Stu, more Superman or move over to captain Britain. What say you? We talked about this in the podcast. Move on to Captain Britain. Superman, it's over. I couldn't remember if we talked about it after the podcast was over or not. We, we we talked about it. But yeah, to your point, I think Superman, they're ready to do the black Superman with you know the fact that uh, well, who's going to play? I think it's it's Michael B. Jordan going to be the black Superman. So I, Well, I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's pretty There's rumors. There's rumors. There's rumors. There's rumors of there's Superman. So you might as well just move this aside. Henry Cavill can just go into the sunset, do something else. Be Witcher, be Bond, be, do everything in the UK and just hang out. Like, and he's the new Highlander, so let's uh, we'll yes. see how that goes. There can be only one. All right, and finally tomorrow, for those who are listening and watching on the live stream, thanks for joining us. Tomorrow is going to be a huge day. Uh, it's the release of the full Spider-Man Two trailer, which is what we were kind of rapping about when this uh, live stream started. Uh, is a massive fan event happening in LA and may or may not be live streamed. And the reason we don't know is because there's been a lot of changes in the last 
honestly 12 hours as to what's been going on with this trailer and this live event. Uh, there appears to be some cinemas in the U.S. that are selling tickets to watch this trailer and stream the live event. I think Regal Cinemas is one. Uh, but then they've got pulled down and got put up again, so we don't really know. Uh, it doesn't appear to be anything happening in Canada. However, some Canadian Twitter feeds are touting the release of the trailer that will be online tomorrow. Uh, so um, there were some concerns that it wasn't going to be dropped online, but now it appears that it will and it make its way online sometime between 8 to 9 tomorrow night, local like our Eastern Standard Time. Uh, it could be slightly later. It all depends on what happens with the live event in LA where there's supposed to be big surprises and guests and reveals and so on and so forth. So all this to say is definitely keep uh, yourself uh, in tune with what's happening tomorrow. This thing is dropping. It We may see a live stream of everything happening. But John, Stu, are you guys excited for this trailer? Is it overhyped? We haven't seen a trailer event like this since uh, Infinity War, I think. Is this too much? Is it? Is this- you would think the you would think the movie is coming out at this point. I think. Yeah, right. I, I don't know. It is coming out, John. You would think it's dropping tomorrow. Like that's how excited people are getting. I'm like, it's it's just a trailer. We're all going to go see this regardless. So do we even need to see a trailer? I feel like they shouldn't have even showed us anything at all. They should just stop. Got to well, yourself, man. You got to play the trailer and then be like, tickets on sale now. Yeah, well, so I've I've seen some rumors that tickets won't go on sale to the 29th, which will be right after the thanks uh, U.S. Thanksgiving. They don't want to poach away from the Ghostbusters and Resident Evil uh, movies that are coming out over the next two weeks. Um, supposedly, and according to some internet, um, I don't know, tabloid journalists like Grace Randolph is one of them. She was saying that you know Sony wasn't intending on putting this trailer online this week at all but i guess it was a massive backlash in the last <laughs> i told you it's always gonna be online people, people who were pissed that saying why do people in la you have this small event well big event but a, a small portion of the population the rest of us get jacked so i guess people sony has now reversed course and that's why we don't know if this event is streaming online tomorrow we have no idea i think sony are scrambling because Call me stupid, but it sounds like they didn't anticipate the type of hype, but they've been building it. So release the Kraken, release the trailer. We will see. And I don't know. Hey, maybe we'll do a reaction tomorrow night. So definitely have your notification bells set uh, on high red alert for the Heroes World podcast uh, on YouTube. And with that, the news is done. All right. Great, Rob. I knew you were going to be all about the Spider-Man hype. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty train, stoked. It is I'm 100% stoked. Rob. I feel like not even watching it, though. I feel like anything they show You're us now gonna is, watch it. Is, is just giving things away. So like, you know what? We'll do a live reaction, and you should just cover your, your eyes and just listen <laughs> and see what I'll happens. Be like, I'll be like, what's happening? What's happening? And then Can we we'll, do a we'll bit where John covers his mouth? I No, Rob plugs his ears. And I I do the mouth thing, so we can well, that'd be a, that'd the, be a game, yeah. And then we have to put it together, bit, and we have to talk about <laughs> the trailer of what we saw. When one of us can't say anything, you know, like it would be a whole that new gimmick for reaction of trailers. One of us has to just do it with our ears plugged. In. It'd be great. We call the hear no evil, see no evil, uh, say no evil yeah. Uh, yeah, trailer yeah. reaction. Yeah. See no trailer, hear no trailer, <laughs> speak no trailer. It's, it's our new gimmick, baby. There Let's we go. Do it. Uh, John, take it away, buddy. Uh, yeah, so that wraps up the news. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for joining us. We are here to talk about Netflix's latest uh, treasure, I would say. Um, the mm. harder they fall, 
Um, but if you haven't listened to the Heroes World podcast, we just dropped it on Sunday. We talked about Red Notice and our reactions to Disney Plus Day, which you've already gotten a, a hint of Rob's uh, Rob thoughts on that, on that event. Baby reaction. <laughs> <laughs> you know what John and me are hyped about? Sneakerella, baby. What? What? Yeah. Sneakerella, yeah. Losers. Excuse me. Losers. Uh, <laughs> I, I think Rob doesn't like urban culture, so that's why he's not. <laughs> so I no, he's not. A, he's not a sneakerhead. Maybe. Yeah, you're not, not a sneakerhead, sneaker head, right, Rob? Sneaker he doesn't care about you, that. You walk around in your Doc Martens and your. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no <laughs> not all Caucasians wear those guys. I'm all about your the vans. vans. All right, my vans. <laughs> I made it one of two. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Martens was way back when we were growing up. That's, that's, I, did have a, I did have a pair of Doc Martens. I was wearing Crocs. I don't have any Crocs. I've never owned a pair of Crocs. Uh, Lou's is saying... Oh, baby. He's owned male Uggs. That's what it is. Male Uggs. No. Uh, the oh. Halo series. Yeah, there's a uh, teaser drop with Pablo Schreider um, from The Wire, from... Yeah. Uh, oh, a whole bunch, a myriad. He was, he was actually... I think he was porn stash in uh, Orange is the New Black. Um, <laughs> I think that was his name. Yeah, yeah. A, a bunch of stuff. He is playing Master Chief. The teaser dropped today for a Paramount Plus Network show. It comes out in 2022. And literally, the teaser is his back covered in scars. He's bald. He puts on a helmet, and you hear Cortana say, "Ready to go, Chief?" And that's it. So we didn't really. But yes, yeah, this, this thing's been in production yeah, I think, we're... since 20 2019. So it's been a hell of a long time. But yeah, all right. Uh, Halo multiplayer dropped for free if you're on any of the Xbox or Microsoft services. Um, so definitely want to shout that out. I think Andre's playing right now. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. without further ado, let's let's oh. let's harder they fall. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> Wow. I got nothing. I don't got no cowboy <laughs> hat. No, I All refuse right. to wear the hat. That's a, no, no. I actually kind of feel like more like Indiana Jones at this point. All right. Yeah, that's a teeny hat. It's a teeny hat for it's, a big It hat. was made for my with my my daughter's hat. Thanks. Um, all right, the harder they fall, <laughs> <laughs> starring uh Idris Elba Regine uh Regina um King. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see every name you can put here. One, two, three. <laughs> Let's keep on going. Uh, keep on going. Jonathan Majors, uh, The Harder They Fall, dropped on Netflix on October the 22nd. This is the first movie uh, for director James Samuel, who is also a singer-songwriter with the stage name of The Bullets. Now, James has a famous musical brother. John, do you want to take a stab at who his brother is? That is one very famous a Kiss from a Rose singer. Seal. What? Good. Well, first of all, you obviously did your research because there's no way you would have known that. He looks exactly like him, but with but with dreads in his hair. Right. Okay. But you, I would not have known that unless I did the research. I wouldn't have known off the top of my head. So this is his very first movie. I wouldn't have known. Um. But good for you, John. Yay! Round of applause. Okay. Um. Let me see. The movie is produced by Samuel as well as JC, distributed by Netflix, with a reported budget of ninety million dollars. Uh, 86% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a higher audience score of 93%. Now it's a revisionist history Western movie where uh, while the plot is fictionalized, the characters are based on real cowboys, lawmen, and outlaws from 19th century Wild West. Now this is the second outing for the lawman Bass Reeves in the last two years. He was a focal point in HBO's Watchmen TV show from 2019 uh, and is also apparently was the prototype for the Lone Ranger. Uh, character can you name and what, the actor that plays him, or can you butcher his name? Uh, in in what show? And in, in this show, who who plays Bass Reeves? Can you can you can you pronounce his name? Uh, Delroy Lindo. 
Okay, there we oh, go. Okay. Right, where right, where we go. Where we you missed Virginia uh, King. Missed you missed Elba. You got Jonathan Majors. Uh, uh, all right. Well, listen. While the Netflix, the movie is on Netflix, it does have a limited theatrical run and is still in some theaters, including the one that's close by Frasier out in the Wimpy area. Uh, so here we are. We are here to talk the harder they fall. Let us let us get on our horses and ride and chat. <laughs> let's let's, let's ride. All right. Okay. All right. Sure. All right. All right. So pist- pistols at dawn, guys, uh, depending on if you like this movie or not. Um, so you can come at me. Uh, but harder they fall. Let's let's go with let's start with overall uh, just thoughts of the movie. Uh, do you guys want to keep it spoiler free or you guys want to go just unleash? I don't think it doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? Let's just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. If you're in this, uh, if you're in this you've we already told people what to watch, so we're we're going full in. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'll I'll open it up because I'm not sure how these guys uh, feel on it. Um, but overall, it. I actually really enjoyed this movie. Um, but I am very much into this uh, type of music and things like that. So I I, I really like the soundtrack for this. Like this, uh, I don't know what you would call it. A cornucopia of artists and uh, stars. You got multiple Jay Z verses on here. You've got the, uh, the 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 legendary Lauren Hill. You've got Seal. You've got CeeLo Green. You've got Kid Cudi. Like you can go on and on. The list is extensive. Um, so I do shout out Rob. Are you familiar with uh, these artists? So we were going to ask you. Like, do, do you, did you, you recognize ru- you any of the voices? Our game, John. But I'm going to let it slide. <laughs> completely ruined our game. Thanks, thanks, John. Thanks. I I told Stu that you must know Jay Z. Of course I do. You know yeah, CeeLo Green. Yes, I'm also. I was yeah, a big sure. fan. Niles Barkley. He knows Niles Barkley for sure. Yeah, I was right? a big fan of. Uh, of the answers, I was a big know. fan of Lauren Hill with the Fujis. Uh, yeah. You know they should have dropped a second album. They never did. It was a waste. This, I don't know what the hell they did. This is how good your partner crime is, Rob. He was not willing to throw you under the bus. So congratulate, John. No, I, I knew. I knew Rob because I knew before Rob I could ask him any question. <laughs> John basically gave all the answers away because I was running <laughs> after a musical quiz. I'm like, can you name me anyone in the soundtrack? And John just says it all. And I was going to ask you about naming songs and artists, but John clearly doesn't want you to do that. So we'll carry on. The game is over. Um, hey, dead. John, um, uh, let me ask you. So you're a fan of the movie because of the music, but what about the genre? Because you're not a Western guy, are you? Yeah, I was I was going to propose this later. I don't know if you guys want to delve into it now, but yeah. Oh, I, I do. I don't, Oh. Yeah, I don't know if I would consider myself a Western guy, but I quite enjoyed this. Um, Western, yeah. Uh, but it, 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 Western. yeah, can you name three other Westerns? No, that, that's why. So I'm gonna. So yeah. th- so this is the game that I was gonna play. I was gonna say, okay, I really like this. Okay, uh, yeah. my all-time favorite show, Justified. Um, other things that I have liked, um, Westworld, Firefly. Um, I do like Django Unchained from Tarantino. Um, does does that does that mean I possibly like westerns? I'll give you, I'll give you a pass. I mean, I wouldn't consider. I mean, Firefly. I I I don't consider that. No, but, but a lot of these the things western. that I watch. Yeah, I know. Are I'm talking about like full right? on. I'm talking about period piece, 19th century, like wild west westerns. Yeah, I'm talking like Unforgiven. Uh, you know, even last of the Mohicans, like, well, no, 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 last me, no, no, last Mohicans, no, no, good. The Fuego. Oh, I, I think it, I think it potentially could count. How, how was that? No, that is no. Not but I'm talking about like that, 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 that time of. We're, that we period. are talking specifically a western. I'm talking okay. What, young Guns one and two. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I'm talking. They're not even in the top fifty westerns. 
bone bone was it bone saw tomahawk bone saw tomahawk has a great western uh you know true grit the original true grit and even the more the recent no, remastered no, new, new new true grit's better than old true grit well i do agree i do really like the new true grit um and then the spaghetti western series the man with no the man with no name trilogy right with uh clint eastwood so nonetheless yeah. before we jump on this tangent let's go let's go through this yeah i i wanted to love this movie a lot i love westerns uh, my brother is a big western super fan he's we were talking about deadwood our love for deadwood i i watch that move that series every few years because it's so so damn good that it just brings me back and if you like all those shows john deadwood is the show for you because like this it brings characters together that are like you know uh calamity jane and all these characters and put them into a, a western sandbox it just shakes it up and lets it go and and you have wonderful performances but again by a person justified from you know a person that is an, you know john wick you know just care like actors upon actors doing wonderful things mm -hmm. what this movie does that it, i told john it's funny because i watched this movie and i was really into the soundtrack and i found myself it took me away from the movie or at the end of the movie i just went on spotify and listened to the soundtrack and the soundtrack's so good it even has skits in between it has like the old school 90s rb like when they used to do like skits in between songs it's so perfect that i i'll go back to the soundtrack more than i'll ever go back to this movie because i look back at the performances they're fine but everyone's doing basic like they're doing performance but no one is really doing anything different they're just themselves with their regular accents they're not doing anything different it's a modernized western the dialogue is pretty much the same like it's as if you just put a guy there and it's like this is westworld just pretend to be in a western so you know and, and the story was okay and everything about it was just fine but nothing took me away where I, I'm going to go back and think about this movie in any shape or form. Like, I immediately went to, to start watching the first 20... I was like, I'll watch the first five minutes of Django. And I ended up watching an hour and a half of Django Unchained after I watched the movie. I'm like, all right, this is the Western I want to watch. Like, it, it it's so... It's it's a movie where I just left going, okay, cool. Like, there's just Alba being just I think Alba. Django is kind of heavy, though. Like, like, my argument is, I like Django as well, but I feel like it's kind of heavy, and this is more of... Um, and, and it does feature a lot of like the you know the slavery themes and all that kind of stuff. I just I just um, think so. the characters aren't really interesting. And I look back at all the characters. I found the opposite. I loved all the characters, but but I would I will admit maybe the story isn't as strong as like a piece like Django. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I liked all their performances, but maybe like, I'm just there there really isn't the duality of like as a Western where the main character has you know shame and questions about himself. Like it's he's 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 still a good guy, he's robbing bad guys, but like Part of the Western is someone doing something they don't want to do and really having ramifications and doing stuff about that. And the sh the movie was fine. Jonathan Majors, the performances were good, but it wasn't a movie where I'm just like, oh, okay, like I got it, cool. So it it, it was fine for me. Rob, tell me I'm wrong. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try and convince. Well, I'm gonna try and convince Stu throughout the, the rest of well, this episode. But let's let's hear what Rob John, thought. It's is, hard for I, you I have no clue. You can't. I, I can name. <laughs> Like Unforgiven is one of the greatest westerns of all time, and that okay. is truly a nuanced performance. But a man and a main character who has who was in the game and he was pulled out, John, I guess he was pulled back in. And then that's you know, a lot of that story is about what, what 
why he has to come on hard times and he has to deal with these things. He was a trained killer and has to do something. Um, but yes, uh, Rob, go for it. I I feel like I kind of um, am on. I might just be in between both of you. Um, I I liked. I thought okay, it's very colorful. It's not your typical yep. western where there's a lot of yellow cues mm. or it's dark. Right? It's very. The buildings are very like I want to say bubblegum, but I just mean that in the terms of like it, everything pops, like it's visually popping. Uh, the buildings are all different colors. You don't mm-hmm. see that in westerns. They're usually just normal wood or dark. They're not usually yeah. painted pink and pastels. Like so, it it's striking how mm-hmm. like it, again bubblegummy uh, it looks. Um, I thought when the movie started, the visual style of it, uh, you can tell he. Uh, the director took some stuff from Tarantino. He took some John Wick. He took a little bit of a little bit of some of his favorite directors. Some of the stuff that it's very, you know, you're watching. Like, oh, it's stylized. It, you know, uh, I, I liked, I liked, I like the blood. I like, you know, the shooting. I like to see that stuff. I don't, you know, that, that type. I know it makes me sound like sadistic and crazy, but I like to see a good, like Western. It's you dirty. are sadistic and crazy. But the problem, <laughs> problem with Westerns though, is that what it, they need to be dirty. Right, mm-hmm. like westerns mm-hmm. themselves are you're in dirt all the time. There's no paved roads. It's sand and dirt and muck. Uh, and this was kind of lacking a little bit of that dirt. Everything was really polished and refined. And I was like, okay, it's a stylistic choice. I'm cool with it. I'll be honest with you, though. I found that the music, while some of the times it enhanced the scene of what they were doing, and in particular when they broke out um, Rufus Buck. Right. Mm-hmm. And they all start taking down all the guys in the in the the in the stagecoach, right? In the, the train car rather, and the music's playing and the bass is kicking. I'm like, that that accentuates the scene. But a lot of the times this music, these musical interludes are thrown in there, and I felt it actually took away from the momentum of what I wanted to watch. I also really? be on, yeah, there was two times in this it was, movie. It was as, all composed. All this music is original for this movie. Done yeah, no, and and, and, and and that's the thing. I agree with Rob, and we talked about two John before. Is that the song choices were so? Uh, Rob mentioned very so close on to either fitting the scene perfectly or just taking you out of the movie where you just it was just there. They're focusing and on I, the music, focusing on the. And I oftentimes find myself not paying attention to that and like. I was like, I'm like, oh, Shazam. I'm like, what's this song? Like, I just want to find more of this music <laughs> rather than actually looking at the screen. Um, I and, also found and, that, yeah. yeah, so there were two moments where they went into like the, uh, a show of some sort where there was yeah. a singer on, like a band on stage playing. And they did it twice in this movie and it completely tanked the momentum of this movie to, for me, to be very honest with you. I was like, it felt way out of place. That's the type of thing I would expect to see like in a 19... 19- 20s flopper movie do you know what i'm saying or in the 30s like you know even into like the you know the uh like the untouchables type era with the 40s and dillinger like i would expect to see that type of a an underground scene where you know you have a band playing and people are you know jive swinging in a western it it, it just it felt like it just removed me a lot from, from but, it, it. but it was cool usually those characters are designated to like whorehouses or like whorehouse like running brothels and stuff but these these characters owned but, clubs basically yeah, this but is what they were right but i guess my problem with it though is that they weren't and maybe this is by purpose they weren't background 
musicians while you're watching a scene unfold in the foreground. You were now forced to watch two and a half minutes of your actors walking around while you're focusing on this band playing. Right. And it's kind of like, I don't, that's cool that you're showcasing, but two and two minutes of this one scene, just, it takes me out of the momentum of the movie. There were a lot of Nolanisms in this film. You could tell where the actor was reading the script and it's like, I need a soliloquy. I need like a moment where I can do a dialogue spiel. And everyone had that scene. Regina King had that scene. Every, everyone, got, everyone, everyone got everyone got a moment like, to be cool, I think. That model to, to have a cool speech. scene. Yeah. Just like in Dark Knight Returns. It's like everyone has that thing. And like the Michael Caine speech. Like everyone has that speech. I get it. As an actor, you want to do it. But so much of that movie, I'm like, why does this person need to do this giant soliloquy about stuff? I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I get it. Well, let's keep on going. So yeah. Like, just, yeah. yeah, like Sarah's like, you know, she disagrees. She loved all the music. Yeah. And let me just clarify, I'm not saying that the musical, like the songs were not good. The problem is I don't think their placement throughout the movie accentuated the movie much, right? Like, I think you go to the well one too many times when you have lyrical music attached to a period piece. I think you, you, you make it pop, you make it hit when you, when it, the scene warns it and then you have more orchestral music in the background or to you know for a transition or whatever you're doing right so that's my only thing i think the music was great i enjoyed it but to me it didn't a lot of it didn't it felt like you were stuffing a a, a big foot into a small shoe it just didn't seem to fit for me <laughs> I, don't, I, I felt the music was very um kind of consistently <clears throat> in in the mood of whatever the scene is sometimes you watch other movies and they start throwing in all the all the basically the the hit the hit chart tracks right and they start sliding them in like pitbull's uh song randomly and uh aquaman and things like that they just come out of nowhere and they don't fit the scene at least i felt all these these music cues all fit what was going on in the screen and some of them even lyrically like the CeeLo green song fit the exact scene no, and, written for it. And I'm not just agreeing. The music but, is more No, no, but I but I agree with you guys if the, the music for some reason maybe is not hitting you as hard and like like this this felt like just a, a, a great but maybe I think also this movie, movie yeah. is difficult to kind of prescribe because most of the movies that I love that are westerns are like from the 1970s, 1960s. So there's yeah. a slow pace to those westerns where a lot of that, and Rob mentioned before, it's like the, the nuance of these scenes and the saloons and whatnot. It's that happens. There's a crack. Everything goes silent. They go outside, and you see two people's eyes, and it's just silence and bushling and the yeah. rackling of like. Yeah, it seems, it seems like rather than go like, for science, they, they, they slide in the music. Yeah. There's a thing that happens in westerns, and that it's like the trope of like you know every superhero has that landing. All westerns has that scene in the middle of the street where they're quiet and trying to bring the guns, and in this one, it didn't. Like, even when they're going to do it, it's like, ha, things, like, I'm going to break the rules. And you're like, what that, like, the wet, the most Western moment you can have, you just take it away. So there was just moments where I'm like, you know, where you're doing the six draw. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I get it. It's just, um, I don't know. It's just the pace of the movie is different. But I get it. The music reflects the pace speed. Modern audience doesn't want to see a slow-ass movie like I do. I love, like, the Blade the blade uh blade runner 19 you know the blade runner 2 style slow build up movies but that's also a begone movie no one wants to watch us anymore so. you know what you know what i i will say the one thing is i wanted to see more of is 
like we got this promise of this this wicked gun battle between Cherokee Bill and <laughs> and some of the other characters. I, I really wanted to see that. Like I would have preferred that. They but that, but that's the them. lesson for the whole the whole movie. They're like, yo, the bling bling or the shiny shit's gonna get you shot, and you hundred percent saw that coming. So so let's let's kick it off into some fun stuff I had, and then we'll keep yep. we'll keep discussing it. But um, since you already mentioned that, uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about. Whose death uh, hurt you the most? Um, so I, I know typical westerns, um, most of the characters aren't going to survive, um, and and we've already talked about that one character, Jim. I forgot what his last name is, but uh, yeah, Jim but he was Beck he, something or other. Yeah, he was he was he was he was a young kid who was like you know he wants to Beck, have a Jack Beck Beck Beckworth I think or something Beckworth, Jim, Beckworth. Jim Beckworth, Beckworth yeah played by yeah. played by R J uh, Siler yeah. Um, but yeah, I had I had definitely his scene um, where yeah. he just gets shot in the face, the doing of all this. Face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's got the bullet with the guy's name on it and everything like that. That that broke my heart when that, and I knew it was coming. A hundred percent saw that coming. Yeah. Um, another nomination I had. Stu was talking about him at the top of the show. Um, what was that other character's name? Bill Pickett. Oh yeah, yeah Bill, Bill Pickett. Pickett. That, that was, was the tough one. Such horse. It was such, it was such like I the moment that happened, I was I knew. Because I'm like, oh, this happened in Firefly. This happens in Saving Private Ryan. Anytime someone's like, oh, the helmet saved me, and then boom, they yeah, get I'm like, oh, he's dead for sure. Yeah, he so takes I'm out like, his good. his silver dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah his, like, his lucky like, oh, coin that he's had since the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're and, like, oh, and, he's he's good. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, you know, like the fact that he's a real character who actually didn't die and lived to be like an old man who had nine kids and was no like nicknamed the Dusty Demon. Who was like also doing rodeo shows and whatnot? I'm like, man, you did him dirty. Like you just kill him like that. It's stupid. Um, yeah, no. It, it, whatever. Continue. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then my third nomination was going to be Cherry Cherokee Cherokee Bill. Um, Cherokee. 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 Not karaoke. No. Uh, Cherokee Bill. Um, just because he was such a cool character, you didn't think he was actually going to go out. Maybe he was going to survive till the end. Did, did you did any of those deaths hit you the hardest, or did you think one of the other deaths was a Bill, more... Bill Pickett was the one where I'm like, come on, man! Yeah. Like that that was the one where I'm like, is that really necessary? Like it was just so dumb. The whole thing is like, yeah, it was. Uh, that was the one where I was just going really like, this is unnecessary. This is dirty pool, man. So uh, <laughs> I, I did want to before jump quickly. Uh, Lewis asked about whether. If I had to choose between uh, Red Notice or The Harder They Fall, between which one's better? That is a great question, and I'll ask the panelists here: Which was a better movie? Would you recommend Red Notice or The Well, let's 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 pin that until the end of the show because uh, you know, uh, yeah, all right, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll pin, pin it to the end of the show. I, I have <laughs> I have thoughts. I have lots of thoughts. So, John, like, so let me ask you, John. Because you're not a Western guy, after seeing this, do you think then you would would check out other Western type movies like a Three Ten to Yuma or, you know, um... yeah, yeah, I, I for I for sure like 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 you guys have already stated, this is not your traditional Western. It's it's kind of done like this modern thing, and and this new director has emulated a lot of like you guys have already talked about Tarantino and and all these other uh, directors, but which is fine because he's a brand new director, you know. And, yeah. and what, what do you do? You copy other things yeah. until you find your own style or or pay tribute to all these things. Like I don't, I I actually really like the dialogue in this, like like all the dialogue. So I don't know if you guys would recommend something that might have something along these lines. Maybe it's not I, historically I, accurate I the, the movie, way these people I think talk. The movie that matches up 
is the great Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. 1969, Robert Redford and <laughs> Paul Newman. Just the chemistry, just the camaraderie of these two guys. It is in your wheelhouse. I think that's the one to watch. I think the movies that I love, the westerns, like The True Grits, the you know Unforgiven, is like the dark, sad westerns that I don't think you'll be interested in. Yeah, I uh, think you'll find Unforgiven way too slow, and and yeah. you would not like. I it. love the crap on Unforgiven, but it's really hard. Uh, Sarah mentioned the Quick and the Dead, like that's like a funny, goofy, like over the top action western. But, yeah, but you know what? You might like that though. Sam Raimi directed it. You might actually enjoy that one with, with Leo DiCaprio, yeah, and Sharon Stone, and Russell, Russell Crowe, Crow. uh, and that basically like Gene Hackman does like a big composition in the town and uh, for the gun, uh, uh, like, and then they have a competition. So um, it's actually a fun movie to watch. But uh, is it a true western? No, it, it's like a really 1990s western where they do like that. It's basically like imagine the quest, and basically they bring you people and have a off competition. <laughs> Van Damme's the quest. Yeah, the Van Damme's the quest, like blood sport, where they go to the town. People will, will will basically do a gunfight to the death, and the winner goes on, and then the winner at the end gets money. That's kind of the way that this bit is set up. So. Uh, yeah, Sharon Stone's there to avenge her fallen husband. Uh, Russell Crowe is a prisoner who's there, is a gun shooter. Uh, DiCaprio's called the kid, and he's just like doing good Leo stuff back then. And Gene Hackman plays the sheriff of the town, and there's a lot of different characters that do the gun. All right, so the so the quick and the dead is probably next on on my docket. Yeah, that, that's probably the yeah. most like actiony like movie like that fits your your thing. But I would say the classic fun stuff is, you know, Bush Cassidy, Sundance Kid. Um, that That's probably where you want to go. But you know that. what, though? In all fairness, he would, uh, John would probably enjoy the most recent Magnificent Seven movie. Like, by Andrew no, Den Denzel Washington? Yeah. yeah. And only because I think it's such a modern, like, I. that's why like, I. You might as well just go back to the other Magnificent Seven movie. I, I think uh, I would like the mo the modern western. The way, the, yeah, yeah, sorry, they, too? they're like they dead quiet right before the show starts, and then all of a sudden pop up, and they're gonna like be chickens and and do whatever. Um, they, no tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> no tombstone's a great tombstone's a great a great movie for what it like. You, you watch that primarily for Val Kilmer. That's yeah. the reality, right? As and then, as Doc yeah. Holiday, but like, it's a good. It's yep. good. I enjoy I enjoy Tombstone quite a bit. I got that is one of my easy go-to westerns that you can throw in. You need 90 minutes, you know, an hour and 45 to throw in. You put on Tombstone and you literally can't go wrong with it. It's yeah. it gives you everything you you want and you need. And it does have that yellow hue, the dirt, the yeah. grime, the messiness. <laughs> right. and, and if you want another art house film, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert oh. Ford. Is oh, that's yeah, that's got that's got Brad Pitt in it. So but it's a very funny. long ass movie, and it's, it's yeah, that, that was my original problem. I couldn't watch it. Movie, it's but plotting. <laughs> it is. It okay, is let, long. Let, let's. You, but okay, yeah. one more thing: the cult movie. As I said before, the yeah, cult movie, the cult movie, all movies. If anyone asked you like a western, and you're like, oh yeah, I like westerns, and then you drop this movie um, quickly down and, under okay tell me tell me the movie can you can you name me the well, movie like name me a movie of western like the movie that will get well, you it's an art house cult film that will get you in all good graces can you tell me this avant-garde weird movie but what 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 era 
It's, this movie came out in the 1970s. Oh, I'm not good with that. Jesus, don't even don't even bother asking me. <laughs> um, uh, have have gun will travel. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the movie the movie is called El Topo. You have to you have to watch the trailer on YouTube, the El Topo trailer, and you'll just go, "What is this movie?" And I need to watch it. It was a, 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 this Jarowski does this movie um, that is just insane and wonderful, and it is one of the most craziest times you'll ever have watching a movie. El Topo. That is the like you drop that and like I love Western and I love El Topo. People are like, oh yeah. yeah. El Topo. Right, I looked at I looked at the poster. Yeah, I don't think you bring you're bringing basically like an Uzi to a gunfight. Like El Topo is the toppest of all like westerns. You're like, wow, this is like the really weird El Topo official trailer. Like it makes like when you watch it, when we log off, we'll watch together the three of us. And then yeah. you'll, you'll be like, what is going on? I don't want to be striked because of uh, the thing, but we'll watch it and it'll yeah. be great. Because, yeah. Okay, okay. Let, me, let me ask a couple more questions about this movie, yeah. even though you guys weren't super thrilled with it, but I hope some people in the chat will will join in the conversation. I do want to ask everyone, drop in the chat who your favorite character was. Um, Rob, did you have at least a favorite character or, or, or bad guy or whoever from this movie that you really liked or performance maybe? Um. Jonathan Majors was awesome. He was yeah, yeah. And as Nat Love, he was he, he was, was really great. cool, right? Um, like, it's, it's, that's what I want from King the Conqueror. He was just cool. Like he was in good shape. Yeah. He found a way to be shirtless. I'm sure many people appreciated that. He <laughs> had a had a, a reverence and charm. And even at the end, when he was talking to just Alba, he, like he cared. There's things about it that was good. Uh, Delroy Lindo, like. I'm, I'm I'm happy he was there, especially walking to town. Like he wasn't even do like he's just like hands up to shoot him. Like classic western, no flipping, yeah. no John Wick, just an old guy walking to shoot shooting guys down. Like that's kind of the joys of that. Uh, but yeah, the performance of the two of them were great. Um, yeah, I I yeah. So I'll go. I mean, I liked uh, Regina King as Trudy. The problem was is that there was such a promise of her like just letting loose like she was holding back like the beast do you know what i'm saying like the intensity in her eye and everything else and and she was all ready to just like uh, and but you never got it like i, I just i really wanted to see her let loose and just mow down like two two guns just blazing glory like killing people left right like slicing throats like i wanted to see her be unleashed and we didn't get it. The I, I think she did a phenomenal job. And when I when I talk about the scenes, I have one more question about the scenes after yep. that. But so so Nat, Nat, Nat Love, of course, yeah, you see you, you see uh, Regina King. Um, did you guys like Lakeith Steinfeld? Is it Seinfeld or Steinfeld? Lakeith Steinfeld. Stanfield. 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 Yeah. 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 Like because when you look at the reviews from other people, they 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 single him out as one of the standouts. Uh, he plays a good bad guy. Like that. That's what you yeah. want. Like he no, plays and he really... was cool though. He was just very chill. Right, yeah. like he was, yeah. and his whole thing was like, I don't, I abhor violence. And then he slices the guy; it's like Achilles' heel in his tendons, right, in his legs. Like that was great. Yeah. Um, even Zazie Beats, even Zazie Beats did a great job, right? I mean, I thought she was really cool as stagecoach uh, Mary, right? Stagecoach uh, Mary, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sarah yeah. shouts out Cuffy, who, who was a breakout performance, I think. They all did their jobs, but none of it was the dialogue or speech that I'm ever going to remember again. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I guess I can't yeah. blame them for it, but I watched Django and like just all the scenes with Jamie Foxx and just talking with, with just 
constantly having with uh, Blonfeld from 007. It was just like it was Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz. <laughs> it's just incredible. Like I look back at all the scenes where there's just a few montage of them just doing stuff. On the I'm like, I, I want to watch more of just these two characters doing stuff. Like I don't even yeah. care about the rest of this movie. I think I, I didn't get was... that from from any of this movie. Like it just Elba was fine, but it's it just Elba just being. He was barely Elba. there though. Really? Yeah. What, what about Superman again? Like uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about Dion Cole, who's typically a, a, com- a comedic. Uh, a comedy guy. Um, he got like a really cool speech. He's eating a steak and, and, and pretending he's a badass. I was and like, later where, on, he comes. His old Spice commercial part. Like I was waiting for product <laughs> immigration for him to put on Old Spice. It's like it's lavender. I, I like. I liked when he was like, "There's a flood coming," and and like, "Are you going to be able to hold on to every?" Like I, I actually really like the dialogue. Honestly, in this. I, I rather I, honestly, I like Damon Wayne Jr. and it's like five minutes of cameo more than more than that. Yeah. Damon Wayne Jr. in the movie, part of the. Uh, the Crimson Gang, Crimson Hood Gang, was much more interesting than that guy was. Yeah, and then and then Cuffy. You don't know who money you stole. I'm like, oh, we're going there already. It's like not even three minutes <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> who's like, money? That's, like, did also, you steal? that's also like basically the same beats from The Dark Knight. If you watch, like you don't know who's. Yeah. Money. I'm like, wait, wait, is this? You guys are dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> same thing. I was laughing. I'm like, this is the exact same story premise. I'm like, oh, it's the dark night. It's like, you don't know. You're just the Falcon's money. I was like, oh, boy. All right. Later, much as I'm like making fun of this movie, it's not a bad movie. Like, but yeah, I'm like, just laughing because like Westerns is such a high bar in my mind, in my heart, in terms of like good Westerns. And well, may, may, maybe it doesn't really fit. Maybe it doesn't truly fit in the Western genre, which it is why it's sometimes it's it's, just, it gets some flack from some You know of the what reviewers. I will say, though, is I think what this movie does, and like Gordon asked, you know, does some of the, uh, is a, do you think that some or the whole was greater than each of the parts? So but I think as a whole, it's probably for the better. What this does, though, is it allows individuals who really don't, like westerns or have no real entrance into the western genre this movie allows them access to it right because i think if you don't if you're of a certain age you would never have really seen any modern westerns and you'd only have heard your dad or your you know grandparents that are watching you're like ah westerns are crap you wouldn't you would you had nothing to really open the door for you as a new viewer so i think like kudos to this this does allow new viewers yeah. an opportunity yeah. to enter into that world and hopefully well, allow them to explore and it, it yeah, lines I'll... up for a sequel very easily because at the end it lines up where yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, king's yeah. not dead oh, yeah. No. yeah yeah also also the representation is is very key to this that's a component we haven't really spoken about because um not really of of our culture but um i, I think the statistic is one in every four cowboys was actually black but throughout throughout time they've kind of like gotten rid of this and it looks like all, all cowboys are white or whatever like that and then even the the strong female uh roles i thought that, that was really good uh but i'll quickly just shout out um i don't know if you guys have a favorite scene um or or the most badass scene i, I had a couple of nominations if you guys can think of anything um right. so uh when rufus buck rolls into town um and basically takes over beats down the wily character was pretty intimidating uh, Lakeith's speech about violence, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I, I abhor violence or whatever, but you are in the presence of violent individuals. That was yeah. a great speech. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Deloitte, uh, what's it, Sheriff, Sheriff Bass, whatever, Delroy, yeah, yeah, when, when he's like, oh, yeah, oh, by the way, I took in Rufus alone, um, was, was pretty crazy. 
but I think the most badass moment, and, and you guys can argue me, with me or not, was uh, Regina King's uh, speech when she was peeling the apple. And I don't know if you guys noticed, she peeled the entire apple in, yeah, one, in one go. In yeah. one go while giving delivering this speech. So I, like, and I thought that was intimidating as hell. And she had the, the wacky New Orleans. No, she did it. She went on the talk show. I think she was on Jimmy Kimmel. And she did it. She practiced Nothing it. Nothing is real. It's all CGI. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. But do, do you guys have any favorite scenes or any of those your favorite you, scenes? You know what? You I'm actually going to say the very the opening scene um, where where Rufus, he, obviously you don't see him, right? But he enters, you know, the knock at the door. There's the father and the, the wife and the son. They're sitting down. Yep. They're talking, you know, wash up. Come to dinner and we're going to say our prayers. There's a knock on the door and a lone stranger enters and the father, you know, that whole scene, you know, him sitting down with those gold pistols, right? And, you know, he. Do they even show him? They don't even show his face. They they don't show his face. They show his body and from the back, they never show his face. Um, And, and he, you know, he kills the wife. Like that, that, I was like, holy shit. Like if they maintain this tone throughout this movie, this movie's gonna rock. Unfortunately, they weren't able to, but that was a that was a well executed scene. It was probably one of my favorite scenes in that movie. Yeah, yeah. That, that I think that's one of the criticisms of this movie that it's not consistent in its kind of style and things that they, it looks like he kind of experimented with a bunch of different things. Things that happened well, early on don't happen again. Like and the again, camera this, and stuff this, like that. This has the like the bones of a western. Like they take the no western pun. tropes, they add all these things in, and then they add their own modern take to it. By all means, this is not a, not a western. It's just very different than the westerns of of ye old past and the pacing is different i think we talked about it before movies today are faster and it has to have more of a fast nine component to get people engaged because we all now apparently have adhd where we can't sit there and <laughs> let's be brief so like if it does allow people to go back and appreciate if it's a gateway to allow people to go backwards to maybe a discover old hip-hop and 90s r&b songs from CeeLo and from genuine and from other people, <laughs> Black Street, uh, Black, Black Street. You know, man, pony? if they played Pony, you know, if pony? Played pony you know, during this, you know, pony? Um, I'm surprised they didn't play that song. Why, why, why not? Why have Pony in this? Because it was and all this... originally composed by this director who did it all. We missed crazy. an opportunity to play Pony. That's all I'm just saying. <laughs> Genuine is notoriously difficult. Wait a minute, wait. Differences to, to wrangle. A whole uh, like, group again, fell apart because of him. And I think even Tarantino and other ones who who love the genre can say that they've taken their own spin and Tarantino did that too. And he he does a really good job of integrating different music. And I think the director did a great job of integrating more modern hip hop and R&B, but there was kind of that missing trope of like, you know, when you think of Western, you think of the good, the dead and the ugly, like the, you know, wah, 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 like that, that <laughs> song, like that, yeah, like the weird dangling of like song that of a Western. Yeah. And again, great. If it gets more people to watch it, like John, I'm excited. If it gets you to watch like another Western and another movie. Yeah, I, I, I watched this twice like, and I started looking up like best, best Westerns. Yeah. And, and, and um, he took you to like a hotels, and you're like, wait yeah. a minute. In a bunch of local Western unions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Were you upset that uh, Lil Nas X didn't have Old Town Road in? Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> you can't. Like... <laughs> yeah. So, but look, you know, I, I think. I love that again, song, by the way. <laughs> it is. It is. 
You know, I'm excited that if they do another movie, they'll do something else because my this is the perfect jump point to the next of this movie trilogy, which would be, you know, Jonathan Majors, Nate Love is out of the game. His wife, who's been shot and killed, Dizzy Bates is killed in the beginning, and he's dragged back into this. And now he has to go on a vengeance spree and do what he doesn't want to do. He's been out of the game. He doesn't have the aim anymore. He's a little more punchier, like things like that nature. Like he's just going back to business. That is the 80s trope. That's basically Rambo. Like I'm out. And they're pulling back. Like this is all the same things over and over. And that's what I'm hoping that this. And his is. uncle comes to help him and is Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> Wes, Wesley Snipes was originally attached to this movie. Do you, do you guys have a guess as to who he would have played? Probably don't like, really I have know. no clue. Bass Reeves, probably. Bass Reeves, you think so? so? Yeah, but he, he wouldn't need to kid. have that big mustache. That's probably why he didn't do it, because that's Bass Reeves' signature, right? So, yeah, I'm sure they would have done. Like, again, it, there's the, the next movie. I'm sure this got enough, hopefully, enough views to, to get it going. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Like, again, will I watch it again? Probably not. Will I listen to the soundtrack again? Yes. A hundred times, yes. <laughs> Yeah, Lewis shouts out the COVID delays. I think Idris Elba was one of the first people to catch COVID. Hence, the there was a delay in the in the filming of these uh, with Miss Trudeau. Trudeau. Is that is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, yes. it, was Wii, it was a Wii event. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. In London, England. Wii, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fun times. So, okay, so so we'll <laughs> we'll wrap up. The harder they fall, I like. Uh, I I can see where you guys are coming from. Um, but for some reason, I'm recommending people watch it nonetheless. Oh, yeah, so am I. But by the way, watch it. Like, it's not honestly, I would, yeah, I if I had to watch this or Red Notice again, I would watch this one because the soundtrack is great. There's nothing in Red Notice that I'm like, I have to go back to. But what about this director? Do you not see something in this in this director? Because I I was like, yeah, I did get a Tarantino vibe, but I I I like that he did like everything because Tarantino, it's. The problem with Tarantino is that he also writes the dialogue, and the yeah. dialogue mm-hmm. was not snappy enough, and that's why everyone's like, "Oh, it's Tarantino." It's like, no, even the dialogue is what makes a Tarantino film, and without the dialogue, yeah. it's not Tarantino. But I don't know if Tarantino could have written dialogue for these types of like these characters, maybe have necessarily. You, right? What, have you write... seen Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> <laughs> have you the hateful John? You know what you should watch too? The Hateful Eight. That's yeah. like, oh, okay. You, you haven't watched Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight is the eight people in a like a in a frozen cabin. cabin yeah it's an amazing movie it's, it's amazing like you're talking about like he writes dialogue for samuel jackson who as you're well aware is, is way <laughs> more you know uh f-bombs than all these guys combined so yeah. you know he, anyways hateful eight get it's on it's on netflix get it next. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, I got to go for the, the question from the pendant, right? So, oh, well, yeah. Ask, what would you, you would, would you rewatch? Which one's better? Would you, watch, would you rather watch? Would you rather watch Red Notice or The Harder They Fall? Yeah, yeah. Hands down, you already guys, you guys probably have already figured out. I've already watched this twice, so it's it's definitely going to be The Harder They Fall. I watch it a third time. I was waiting for you to say, but I watched Red Notice, Red Notice three times. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I don't think I don't think I will ever go back to Red Notice. It'll, 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 maybe if a sequel comes out to refresh my memory, but I feel like you wouldn't you need, even need to refresh, refresh your memory. I think you could do one of those two yeah. minute catch up tr- like videos from Netflix. Yeah, la- last time on Red Notice. <laughs> yeah, Rob, Rob, what do you choose? I kind of like them equally, 
and disliked him equally. Do you know what I'm saying? So I don't know which one I would pick. I guess I would probably pick this movie because it's a we- like I would just give it because it's a western, and I, I obviously am a fan of that genre. So I would I would give this the the nod. But to me, for me, they're on equal footing. I likely won't go back to watch either one of these anytime soon. Um, but that's because I have so much other shit to watch. Do you know what I'm saying? So, uh, for me, I want to go back and watch a bunch of Westerns that I really like. I really like 310 Tuma. I even want to go back and do what they call modern Westerns, like No Country for Old Men. Uh, Hell or High. I heard that's good. It's amazing. Hell or High Water. And I'm a big fan of, uh, There Will Be Blood. True Grit. It's not a proper West. Yeah, True Grit. Yeah. And Bone Tomahawk. The new new True Grit is incredible because, uh, Haley Steinfeld, who was nominated for an Academy Award in it, she's incredible in this movie. Yeah. And watching Jeff Bridges be classic Jeff Bridges is yeah. a tremendous movie. Uh, it's really good. And the bad guy is Josh Brolin. Um, so that's not a Western, Sarah. Thanos. Thanos himself. Thanos himself. Thanos. And also a nice little cameo by Matt Damon. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> a, a very pudgy Matt Damon. Is in it, so it's it's a it's a good one. Yeah, John, if you want to watch it on Netflix, April eight, it split. It got the actually it was the OG uh, Snyder cut. It's got split into four episodes because Tarantino had so much more, so it made it into a four episode miniseries on Netflix. So if you want to watch the April eight instead of a movie, it made it into four episodes. So it's easier to digest, but incredible because in that movie, John. Can I tell you who's in this cast that everyone you know and love is in this movie? Daniel Jackson, Go ahead, Kurt Russell, yep. Jennifer yep. Jason Lee, Walter Goggins, Tim Oh, Rock, yo. Shane Vendrell? Michael Madsen, <laughs> Bruce Dern, and then and then uh, there's some secret uh, secret cameos and stuff along. But uh, Walter Goggins is incredible in this movie. It's one of his best movies. And Jennifer Jason Lee is great. And, yeah, Kurt Russell's just bang on. So, yeah. Samuel Jackson, Kurt Russell. It is it is a great ride. So it's one of those things where if you watch the trailer, it won't ruin it because there's so much going on. Yeah. And I felt like when we all saw this trailer for the the harder they fall, we were all super hyped. Yeah. And then I watched the movie. I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like the, the I think the trailer was the first scene on the train track was better than the actual movie. Yeah. Just like Red Nose watching the trailer. It was better in the trailer than it was actually watching the movie. But hatefully, even if you watch the trailer, it's, it's way better. In the so, yeah. next time. And Gordon is, is also uh, false my opinion, hatefully. So. Yeah. And, and Sarah, too. So, look look at me. They're back on track after Sarah said I was wrong. So, ha <laughs> I, th- I think this particular movie, Harder They Fall, it, it is a combined element of this the sound um, that, that kind of it almost propels it. Yeah, it's, it's almost it's almost like a music it's almost like a music video. So I totally hear where you guys are coming from, but for some reason it just it just worked really well for me. And, 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 I, and, I, and I think it's I love Seal. Yeah. Like I, I, anytime Seal's in a song, I'm gonna jam to it. How, <laughs> how many times have I listened to Kiss by a Rose today? Once. That's that's more than you ever thought you'd hear Kiss by a Rose. So uh, yeah, the moment you you were playing, I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard "Kiss from a Rose" for a time that I blocked yeah. that jam. Fly so. like an eagle. Fly like a rose. Eagle. Fly like an eagle. There's yeah, a hell of yeah. a playlist. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's some bangers from Seal, but uh, you know it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I I think the soundtrack will live longer for me, just like I listen to old Kanye albums like High School Graduation and, and College Dropout because the skits are also the best part. Because these skits are great too. Yep. Cool. 
All right. Well, I guess that wraps up our our review of the harder they fall. Uh, thanks to everybody. Wait, wait, number. What are you rating it at ten? Uh, I'll, I'm going to give it a seven. John, I I give it a ten out of ten. I I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you you give out tens. Wow! Like like wow. crazy. I, like, I, you're like, I, I like I like all. Give it a ten out of ten of any movie we've done. I like all these year. performers getting to do something cool, and then you combine the music and even like, even the we fashion. We didn't even talk about. We didn't even talk about the, the fashion in this movie. Viewed in 2021, I don't think you gave a ten to anything but no. this movie. Yeah, but but you it's combined things that I liked the the, the movie You've and, given and, tens and the a music. Lot. Yeah, I probably you gave have, Fast yeah. Nine. A 10. I think I gave Fast Nine. You probably gave a 10, yeah. Venom Two a ten. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, whatever. Wow, wow. Stu. Wow. <laughs> this. Where are you at, Stu? Throwing out like it ain't no thing. Um. I give it. I've watched it twice already, and it only came like I don't know when it came out. I watched it twice in the span of two days. So like... October twenty second. <laughs> yeah, so I got it. I got to give it up. Just yeah. dropping Thanks. gasoline Thanks all over this. you. Just <laughs> <me> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fire playlist that has a visual yeah. element. Um, <laughs> my God, no, you know. Upon further reflection, I will give it a I'm close to Sarah well. at least. Seven. <laughs> um, seven? Seven. Like, man, Sarah's like I gotta get your I gotta get your checks here because if you give that a nine, I need to know other things because it's 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 wow. Okay. Um yeah, like it's fine. Like the soundtrack is like a 10. Like I'll listen to the soundtrack anytime, but you know, that's that's it. It's not about good place. It's just he's giving tens out like it's it's like a free sample. Like and everyone just gets them. <laughs> yeah. I didn't okay. give Dune a ten. Did I give Dune a ten? I don't think. And I that should get a ten if you're gonna give a ten. That's, I, I don't think you did. I think you Dune gave like an ten. eight and a half or a nine, John. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Like I don't. Know. <laughs> God, um, but I definitely could not have watched Dune twice in the span of two days. I watched it four times already. I watched it four times. Four times. I watched Dune four times. Well, that's almost as many times as Rob has watched the Batman trailers, dude. That's crazy. Uh, (laughs) You know what else John has given a 10? That was the uh, Tobey Maguire movie, Spider Man 3. Uh, And next week on the Heroes World Sidekick Show, what we are doing is doing a revisit of the Sam Raimi, the original Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, you don't need to rewatch it if you don't. I mean, maybe you already own it. The likelihood is if you're watching this, you have it. it whether it's on your DVD, uh, Blu-ray, or a digital copy, I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. But uh, the original Sam Raimi trilogy, we're going to talk about all three movies. We're going to revisit them. We're going to talk about them. Do they hold up? Do you take remember? aim at the second one. If you're going to choose one, take aim at I, I feel like you're shortchanging these movies. Just throwing them all together. Like, well, the problem... Get too free? Like, I'm not rewatching all three of them. <laughs> get out of town. Please. Well, the problem is, is that we only have a certain amount of time we, left. We can each get one. So Rob can do Spider-Man 1. I'll do two. Stu, you get three. Because, <laughs> because you're that thorough. <laughs> Wow, wow. Sarah, I finally agree with you. Shawshank deserves a 10. Titanic, not so much, but fine. I'm I'm all I'm I'm on that calibration. Shawshank deserves a 10. Um okay, cool. I three three and one. All right, cool. 
All right. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to find out what you guys say. Well, we're just doing a revisit to, you know, do they hold up? Do I, I think do you they... just do, like, those movies, you could just talk amongst, like, yourselves on all the wackiness that is just one movie, not alone three. But well, I, I, I want to see how we you... We only have, sir... we have this, so this many weeks This is your left. Dune, where you're trying to put a whole book into one podcast. <laughs> I'm super excited to see how you shove all these things together. I'm super excited. Rob's going to talk like the Micro Machines guy. <laughs> <laughs> you thought he only had two impersonations, which was a Stallone-Vin Diesel hybrid and a Kermit the Frog that runs out of steam after machine. two sentences. Not a real thing. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, it. Hey, uh, so thanks, everybody, for tuning in and watching. Well, I hope you uh, enjoyed the movie. hope you enjoyed this review. hope you enjoyed our thoughts. Whether you agree or disagree, we really appreciate you showing up. Uh, the Heroes World podcast dropped yesterday. We talk about the Dizzy Day as well as uh, Red Notice, which was uh, probably given a 10 by John up until right before. We no, recorded. it wasn't. And, <laughs> it and, and, wasn't given a 10 by me. It was very close. You were 9.8. You were CGC grading it. Get out um, of town. As well, you can join us on Thursday for Hey, What I Miss. Uh, and please, if you have. Except I think we're on hiatus for the next two weeks. <laughs> So, wait. All you right. don't read the messages, Rob. <laughs> right. Well, I guess, hey, what I miss would be the show and the messages. Um, So we may or may not be on Thursday. However, we I might, would. Rob might one man show it. So Fair enough. Uh, we'll take Stu in. <laughs> I, would, um, I would ask you to keep your notifications on on our YouTube channel because in the next 24 hours or so, we may be doing uh, a live react or recorded reaction to the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. So we shall see how that drops and plays out tomorrow. Uh, anything else, John? TGIF with Andre and uh, our, our good friend Jesse. Uh, they've been dropping some wicked content, so definitely check that out. John, yeah, anything else? Exclusively on Twitch Friday night. You can catch that, and then it gets uploaded to the YouTube and the audio feeds on the Saturday. Um, I don't know what Stu's got on deck for Sunday. Um, I think we're probably Ghostbusters. About, I think... We're just, I don't know how many of you guys are going to be able to see Ghostbusters up. I think it's going to be, I know Rob is for sure, but I don't know. About, I'm going. Are you going? We might talk I'm about going. Ghostbusters. We might, <laughs> talk about Cowboy, we might talk about my favorite all-time TV show of all time, Cowboy Bebop. Uh, my favorite anime. We'll do one episode of that because I don't know. You, you want, Just listen to me as my heart breaks as we talk about this uh, anime <laughs> show because I feel like it's going to happen no matter what they do. I'm just going to be just a curmudgeon the entire time. So if you want me <laughs> cheese and wine, let's listen to me talk about Cowboy Bebop, the uh, live action TV show. So next week, Stu will be cosplaying as Andre uh, during the Heroes World <laughs> <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, so we might do a twofer. We might do a onefer. We'll, we'll find out. But right. uh, yeah, we, we're going to, uh, once we log off, watch El Topo. I can't wait to see the trailer with these guys because the words will not be spoken. They will just don't know what to do. So get some good times. If you have a chance to watch the trailer on YouTube for El Topo, do yourself a favor. Watch it. <laughs> I, I can fire it up now if everyone wants to watch it. But <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah, I'm going to bounce. I got to go walk a dog. Oh, oh, oh. God. Your, oh. Is it your dog or... Yeah, someone else. Well, I can't dog. believe you want to watch El Topo with us. This is uh, just ridiculous. I, I'm it's, it's the worst. Right. El Topo sounds like a whole different set of movies. <laughs> <laughs> wow, All right. Fun. Well, listen, everybody, thank you so much for joining. We appreciate it. We appreciate the follows, the comments, the shares, the likes, the subscriptions, all that stuff. We really appreciate it. Stu, thanks for showing up. 
Thanks, uh, and and doing what you do best. John, it was good seeing you. Um, maybe we'll see you Thursday. Maybe we'll see you shave off that mustache. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, well, maybe it's it's going to go. Yeah, my, Honestly, my wife didn't give me the El okay. Topo. We're going to watch all together. So next time we do this, we're going to watch El Topo because there's no I, – I need both of you to give me your thoughts about El Topo. Uh, it's in, it, The trailer is so wacky and crazy that I, I just need to see your faces while we watch it together. So maybe we'll do a separate uh, reaction to El Topo, the trailer. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> Followed by Sarah's special about Top Gun, Baywatch, um, Magic Mike. I guess that would be the, and, the, the and, tri- neighbors. The and neighbors. And neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> no, is that Zach Efron again? Yeah, You've already got Zach Efron. Yeah, but then you also have Baywatch. Seth Rogen. I think he takes the shirt off as well. Wait, where oh, Sarah's okay. thoughts on Zach Efron's face now? Like, is it very weird what's going on with Zach Efron as we talked before? We're like, who is this person? What happened to him? So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, anyway. guys. All right. Thanks, everyone. All right. Thank you, everybody. Take it later. <laughs>